Hello and welcome to the first Talking Comics end of year celebration. December 14th is the date and you're listening to episode number 576. My name is Steve Say. I'll be your host this year. And joining me for this exciting event are my best friends in comics, Bob Ryer. Do I still need a calculator or we're not doing that anymore? <laughs> no, you get to you get to chill. You get yeah. to just just tell us all about your great books. Joey Bracino is also here. Yeah, it's real. It's really like ride or die for me. If this if this falls flat, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the podcast. Aaron Amos, you're only a few years into the awards and we're already changing things up. What do you think? I'm so zen right now. I'm good. <laughs> the pressure is off. No John Burkle. What's that? <laughs> John Burkle, talk to me. Go on. I'm still making notes. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Carey is also here. I have you know that I will be retiring the Damian Wayne jokes at the end of the Christmas special. (gasps) What? I know. It's a big deal. So vote for your favorite one from the year. (laughs) Oh my God. Shocker. Shocker. Bronwyn Kelly Say is also with us this year. My first ever awards. I'm so excited. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. For the next three episodes, featured members of the talking. Oh, that's the wrong thing. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let that start. out. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, fuck, we almost made it. <laughs> All right, for real this time. Here we go. Picking it right up. We're taking a different approach to our annual awards format by making this year's presentation a comics jubilee, not a competition. For the next three episodes, featured members of the Talking Comics podcast will give presentations about comics they loved throughout the year, with categories of their choosing. After the presentations, we'll discuss the titles mentioned and reveal our picks for a handful of shared topics. None of us know anything about each other's lists. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun for us. <laughs> I was saying, none of us know anything about each other. Period. Yes. <laughs> so, Surprise! Be- because variety is the spice of life, topics this year can range from comics to video games, movies, music, and more. These shows are our way of recognizing greatness across a spectrum of mediums, and we hope you enjoy the new format. Before the show, I used a single die to determine the order of our presentations, but because you uh, also offered yourself up as tribute, Joey, mm. you are our first presenter. Hell whenever, yeah. whenever you're ready, you may begin. I'm going to time myself since I, I said 20 minutes and we'll see how much I got. <clears throat> All right. I'm very excited to be here. So I tried to organize it by medium a little bit so i started this year with my favorite i'm just gonna say favorite floppies because i like alliteration and these are kind of my comic series comic issues kind of thing um and i'll start with marvel because i'm still a slut for x-men y'all uh and even though i've spent a lot of 2022 opining about all the x books that have fallen away from my list and all the ups and downs blah 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 anytime kieran gillen's immortal x-men Vita Ayala's New Mutants or Steve Orlando's Marauders dropped. I was chomping at the bit to crack those issues open. Of all the X stuff from this year, and I know, Aaron, that there's a big one that I didn't read. I get it. Um, Those three (laughs) series were the standouts for me, and they were also really the main Marvel books from 2022 that actually made my list this year. 
Um, I did, however, want to add a single issue uh, from one of my favorite Marvel moments from 2022, and that was Amazing Fantasy number 1000, uh, which was a stupendous anniversary one-shot for one of my favorite characters, Spider-Man. The stories in there are not only by some incredible creators, including one Neil Gaiman, which was insane, uh, but also I cried reading it, which frankly is a necessary benchmark to make this end-of-year list for me. So... (laughs) Spidey is a character that I rarely read in any of his ongoing series, whether they come out every week, three times a month, seven times a month. It doesn't matter. I just rarely read his ongoings, but I'll pick up these specials because I just think the character is so wonderful. Um, And that's really all I had for Marvel this year, which is surprising because I spent a lot of the year reading DC comics, right? Uh, Which is something I never thought I'd say, but it was all about Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, baby! You know, the one where the Justice League teams with the Legion of Superheroes to take on the Great Darkness. Oh, no, wait, that was the other one. That was the other fake uh, event that they did. Um, But look, look, I know the direction of DC has been a hot mess for 2022 and before 2022, let's be real. But I've read both the real event in Josh Williamson's Dark Crisis and the afterbirth one, Bendis' Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. And I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. I'm still getting my footing in DC and I have my co-host here to thank for recommendations from the past to, to pick up as well. But I'm falling in love with the characters and the heroism and the bright colors. Um, In addition to those Big Bang books, uh, I just wanted to highlight a couple of DC books that stood out to me too. And obviously that's Batgirls, which I'm sure some of you will talk about as well from Becky Clooney, Michael Conrad and uh, Jorge Corona and uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El. Those two are absolute must reads for me this year, um, whether it's catching up on the app or every month so that Bob and I can talk about it on the show. Um, Other books I love from DC, this is where I'm sorry, Bob, for bringing these up, but Superman, Woman of Tomorrow, <laughs> Tom King, Bill Chris Everly, and Batman, Catwoman, Clayman, Liam Sharp, also with Tom King. I read them differently from you, Bob and John, and uh, I read them in one big chunk, which I think made for a very different experience. Um, but I actually really enjoyed those two Tom King books. Um, Tom King is my writer from two years ago that was like best of and now it's the one that you know has a mark on his name but we bring him up anyway um spoken like a man who's glad he waited i know yeah uh on the indie publisher sides of things there are a few books that i'm gonna save for later um here's a hint they rhyme with cat lexus flood and shmoo a shower bomb um but i did want to highlight a few standouts um step by bloody step by size barrier at matthias lopez and matthias bagara silent comic incredible artwork really moving bizarre story if you didn't get a chance to read it definitely check it out uh minor threats which i've been talking a lot about on the show the last couple of months by Patton oswalt jordan blum and scott hepburn with ian herring uh, from dark horse this is the one about the kind of uh z-list villains who are you know um decide to take it upon themselves to find the ultimate bad guy because they're Batman corollary. Uh, well, they did like a whole kind of um, kill his sidekick kind of thing. So now the Batman corollary is just going around murdering every villain in sight. So they're like, Hey man, we got to take care of this ton of fun, humorous fans of like the superior foes stuff from a few years ago. This is definitely a book to check out uh, crossover. Donny case, Jeff Shaw enough said we've been talking about it for years. One of my favorites. Um, and a few new ones as well. I Hate This Place from Kyle Starks and Nachiam Toplin. Um, amazing characters, amazing premise, funny. Kyle Starks always makes me laugh uh, with his genre stuff. Um, Above Snakes, Sean Lewis and Hayden Sherman with Hassan Otsame uh, Elal. Uh, really, really cool 
genre exploration of a kind of fantasy Western. And the artwork is stunning uh, from him, German. Um, also, Flavor Girls, uh, Loic Lacatelli Kornsky um, over at Boom, and The Good Asian by Pornsek Pichetschot and Alexander Tefenki. Two books that uh, kind of like low on my radar. Good Asian kind of ended up in April ish, March, April. So it was kind of earlier in the year. But that is a book that has stayed with me all year. And I'll be talking about Tefenki uh, a little bit later as well. Um, moving into graphic novels, uh, just a few quick hits for the fans at home. Uh, Cena Grace's Rockstar and Soft Boy, Kiki Hughes's Displacement, um, Everyday Hero Machine Boy from Tree Vuong and Irma uh, Nevilla, uh, Messy Roots, a graphic memoir of a Wuhanese American by Laura Gao. Um, I talked about each of those at length at various points on the podcast this year. So you can go back and listen to those if you want my breakdowns. But I just wanted to highlight them again because I love them and look at all the Asians. So that's why I really was into those books. Um, but now the ones that were my absolute favorites. Ducks, Kate Beaton. Uh, I spoke a lot about this one already on the podcast just a few weeks ago, so I won't dive too deeply into it. But let me just share again that this book is a stunning example of an artist at the top of their game after years in the cartooning business. Uh, Beaton has been a hallmark of comics for over 15 years now, going back to the beginnings of Hark of Vagrant back in 2007, which like blows my mind. Um, and to see her shift to doing this deeply personal, moving, and honest memoir and handle the material with such care and grace just speaks to her power as a storyteller. Um, on the other side of veteran of the game coin, I want to go to Zori Thorogood's It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth, um, which is an equally moving, honest, personal memoir that deals with complicated material in a compelling and utterly impressive manner. Uh, the genius of Thorogood's craft in this graphic memoir is compounded with the fact that this is really her sophomore outing, aside from a few work for hire pieces after impending blindness of Billy Scott. Um, Thorogood's got an incredible future ahead. And as I said on the show last week, it's lonely at the center of the earth is a testament to her creativity. Okay, transitioning now to something completely different in the graphic novel sphere. First, Supper Club by Jackie Morrow. I'm a sucker for a coming-of-age story about high school friends. Uh, this was the book about the three senior girls who are struggling to stay friends as their lives and schedules just explode every single day. So they start a supper club extracurricular where they meet up once a week and are supposed to cook for each other. But then even that gets complicated. Um, and I just love this line from the solicit. When life starts to crumble like a cookie under the girls' feet, they rely on comfort food to hold it together. Can Supper Club endure life's most challenging recipes without burning to a crisp? It's so good. It's so fun. And it's so pure. And I think, uh, Bob, you asked the question when I brought it to the show, but yes, there are recipes in the back matter. Um, Another coming-of-age story, but this time in a fantasy epic called Squire by Nadia Shamas and Sarah Alfaji. Uh, this book has been on my radar since Comic-Con 2019, when Alfaji shared some images at an Orientalism panel we attended. Uh, so I went to her uh, stand, and I was like, I want the book! Give it to me! And then she was like, you'll see it in 2022. And I was like, no! Yes, I remember. Um, yep. So finally, it's 2022, and this book has stayed with me all year. Uh, and it has clearly stuck with a lot of folks since it's showing up on end-of-year lists everywhere, and people are starting to bring it into classrooms. Um, this is the story of a girl named Aiza who understands that the only way to provide for her family and her home is to join the knighthood by going through the Squire program. But to do so, she has to hide some of the most definitive pieces of her identity. Friendship, adventure, and training montages abound in this fantasy epic that draws heavily on Shamus's and Alpha G's respective Middle Eastern cultural heritages. 
And one last surprise graphic novel that I read in preparation for the best of 2022 episodes. Uh, and I think several of you on this podcast would be very much into it. So I do hope you check it out where black stars rise also by Nadia Shamas with Mary Enger on as illustrator. Um, I saw this graphic novel popping up on lists all over. So I was like, okay, let me see. Let's see. Let me see what it's about. Eldritch horror graphic novel that explores mental illness and diaspora set in modern day Brooklyn. And I was like, all right, sign me up, ladies. Am I right? Let's go. Um, This book was amazing. Stunningly illustrated by Enger, who is doing like the most eccentric punk rock, neo-gothic horror shit here. And Shamus's story takes readers on this disorienting rabbit hole phantasmagoria deeper and deeper into the perils of psychotherapy hyphenated identity and Brooklyn basement pop-up theater, which is the scariest thing in the world. (laughs) And y'all just have to read it. Uh, Where black stars rise. Check it out. Okay. On to my favorite creators. Um, Again, just a few honorable mentions. Junie Ba. If you didn't read monkey meat, it is the craziest book of the year. Uh, Emily Kim (laughs) breakout writing on silk miniseries rainbow Rowell, who I'm sure ton of you will bring up on, on in your presentations as well. John Ridley, who I'm also sure some of you will bring up. And if you're not reading Black Panther, get on it. Uh, and Chris Condon for that Texas blood, because I feel bad because I'm going to talk about Jacob Phillips a lot over the course of the next three episodes. So I just wanted to mention <laughs> Condon's writing as well. Um, but here are my favorite creators from the year. Um, Chip Zdarsky, obviously Daredevil and Daredevil, uh, Devil's Reign, of course. But I also really loved Public Domain, uh, which was an amazing, amazing book that he also illustrated as well. So it was really cool to see him back in that illustrator, artist, uh, writer mode. Uh, James Tynan IV, um, The Closet, Department of Truth, two of my favorite books. Department of Truth remains a book that I read every time it comes out. And The Closet was just miserable. It was so sad. <laughs> it was so sad. But, you know, Tynan moved over to the Substack, RIP Substack, you know, so we lost him a little bit. Um, but uh, every time his name's on something, every time their name's on something, I, I definitely check it out. Um, Ryan North is coming in strong at the end of the year here with Fantastic Four, Secret Invasion. He also did the Unbeatable Radio Marvel Squirrel Girl podcast show, um, which was a ton of fun, too. Ryan North's been on the podcast before, and we've been following his career for a while, and um, it's really great to see him on a book like Fantastic Four. Uh, I mentioned New Mutants before, but Vita Ayala remains one of my favorite writers. Um, New Mutants, the last, her, the, uh, their last few issues on, on that book were amazing. Taking Magic and Madeline Pryor on this journey through Limbo, uh, Nubia, Static, you know, everything Vita's name is on, I'll read as well. Uh, and a couple of teams to wrap up my favorite creators, uh, Brian Bendis, David F. Walker, and Jamal Campbell. I read Naomi Season 2. I might have been the only person in the world, but it was great. Uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, both Reckless books. We got two this year, which was amazing. I say it every time we have these best of podcasts, but Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips are the masters, masters of their craft. They know how to do what they do, and they do it so, so well. Um, And the fact that we got two Reckless books this year, fantastic. Um, and one last team is Marjorie Lewin's Son of Takeda. Uh, I'm not as caught up on Monstrous, which I'm kind of bummed about, but they also released this year The Night Eaters, uh, book one, She Eats the Night, which, first of all, if you know what Son of Takeda's artwork looks like, just buy this book. <laughs> uh, but Marjorie Lewin's story is also fantastic. Talking, I've read a lot of horror this year. I don't know why. It must just be my mood. Um, this book was so much... So much Asian, very Asian, um, but it's about, you know, these, it's about demons and it's about the demons 
kind of assimilated kids who are think they're human, but they're not. Uh, so it's it's really wonderful, really beautiful. I'm not selling it. It's amazing. Marjorie Lewin, Sana Takeda, uh, two of my favorite creators, and I was really glad to see some work from them um, as well. I'm not going to go too in-depth about my favorite movie and TV adaptations, but if I had to list them out, I'll just say I love Paper Girls. I love Peacemaker. I loved Umbrella Academy. I love Thor Love and Thunder. And I love Ms. Marvel. Um, if I had to kind of go through everything I watched and and uh, on, on the small screen and the big screen, those would be the five that I adored this year. Um, for various reasons, uh, Umbrella Academy in particular was a big surprise for me. And I was just really happy to see Kamala Khan handled so well in uh, Ms. Marvel. Um, two last things that I wanted to talk about were my favorite things in comics and the things that I missed in comics this year. My favorite things in comics 2022 just overall was the return of saga, which I'm sure will come up a lot over the course of the next few episodes. So I won't go too in depth to it, but it was just what, like, again, talking about just a masterclass in comics to have that back is wonderful. And that they finished their first arc and we're like, all right, we'll see you next year. I was like, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Like you just got here. Where are you going? Uh, So saga's return. Um, I also really loved finishing phase four of the MCU and having a better grasp of what it is and what it was. Um, I was particularly happy with enter Kate Bishop and America Chavez and Kamala Khan and Riwi and all these characters that we love seeing them now on the screen and people knowing who they are. Um, And after black Panther kind of knowing that phase four was this necessary transition period for our feelings and for our characters to kind of move us to the, our next place um, I think is, is it, it makes sense now. Um, also my favorite thing in comics 22, poor comicsology <laughs> for, for being so bad. It unified the whole world. Uh, so, so that, that was one of my favorite things. Um I also love I also love Steve. This one's for you. Batman Unburied, the podcast. Yeah. Awesome, baby. Oh, that yeah. was that was fantastic. Definitely check that one out too. Uh, but my absolute favorite thing in comics in 2022 that has really changed my reading habits and my buying habits has been the new DC Universe Infinite Plus Ultra. Um, that has been a thing in the last three months alone that has change what I read, when I read it, how much of it I read. This is the first year in te- seven years I've been on the show and 10 years of writing for the site that I have read as much DC comics as I have. And uh, I owe it all to the app and it's really fun. Fantastic. Uh, and a quick hits on some things that I probably would have loved this year, but I missed in 2022 uh, Clementine Tilly Walden, the walking dead graphic novel. Uh, which I've heard amazing things about. And I also love Tilly yes. Walden. Missed it. Never read it. Um, it's the awesome. Action Comics run from Philip Kennedy Johnson, uh, which has also showed up on everybody's best of list for 2022. And I'm like, damn, I should have read it because I'm reading Son of Kal-El and I love, I love Superman. So I should have read Action Comics. I have it up on my queue on my Disney Ultra app. Um, Fantastic <laughs> Four, Fantastic Four, Full Circle, uh, which... Uh, Alex Ross, I did not read, but I know Bob did, so he'll talk about it. Uh, I missed the end of Once in Future, ba- uh, Once in Future, which is oh. my bad, my bad, y'all, my bad, y'all. I missed the end. You got it, okay. Um, mm. And finally, I get it. AXC Judgment Day. I missed it. I understand, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I probably would have loved it, but I missed it. Um, 
And that's my 2022. A lot of cool stuff and a lot of different stuff for me that I, I wasn't really expecting to have here, but it's here. And I'm really happy. I thought it was a really great year. I had a lot going on, but I was able to find the time to really find some things that I loved. Well done, Joey. Yeah. Nice. 17 minutes, baby. What's up? <laughs> it's that teacher thing. It's that teacher thing. Like the rest of us will be stumbling all over ourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm a teacher too, but that's not going to help me today. <laughs> Any questions? Oh my God. All, did you I just would... David S. Pumpkins us? <laughs> sure did David S. Pumpkins us. First of all, oh. I had to mute myself because I was just thinking when you were going, I'm like, I would love to read the book Superman Woman of Tomorrow. That Is that be, what I yeah. said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just amazing. Action comics, about, am I right? A story about a I trans Superman. Love I it. mean, I, take my money. Sign me up. Huh? <laughs> Joey, don't what feel is- bad. I did not read the end of Once in Future either because <gasps> I trade weight. Oh, my God. My yeah. chest. My chest is hurting. It's so good. Man, oh uh, should God. we tell them that we haven't read any Once in Future? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hold on. It's going dark. I'm, everything's oh. going dark. <laughs> I'm coming, oh. Elizabeth. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> Joey, give me... Uh, I want to confirm some names of some books yeah. that uh, caught my fancy. What was that uh, Sign of Grace soft boy book? Rockstar oh, and Oh, that book is so fun. Rockstar and soft boy. And if oh, you recall, it's about... It's like, it's like the, uh, it's the gay odd couple... But with magic and demons. Oh my <laughs> god! god. I love No, it, it was a, it was a, it was like a graphic novel. I know it sounds like a webtoon. It really. It does. sounds like yeah, a webtoon. Absolutely it does. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, uh, uh, Rockstar and Soft Boy are two very different gays, and they're living in their apartment. And I can't remember which one decides to throw a rager in the apartment and invite all their magical friends. So there's like werewolves and you know vampires. <laughs> It's it's exactly what you would think it would be. And, and oh Herschel God, Walker is he there life. too? Oh wow! Sorry, whoa! Nope. Can't spit my drink out this early in the podcast. <laughs> uh, I also wrote down Supper Club, where black stars rise, which sounds amazing. Yeah, dude, I, I read feel... it. You you're gonna be as confused as I was, but mm. it's so freaking cool. <laughs> I feel like I saw a solicit for that a while back and had it on my radar and then just completely yeah. missed the release. I think it was a I think it's like a Macmillan book. So that's another reason Macmillan. why it kind of like skimmed by. And that's the same thing with the um the She Eats the Night book, the Marjorie Lusana Takeda book. Mm-hmm. Cause that I think was Abrams or something. So like it's not one of our it's not one of our go-to publishers, you know? So that's not one of the ones that we read all the time. But when I picked that one up, I was like, why didn't I read this? It is so beautiful and so good. Both of them, uh, where Black Stars Rise and um uh the Night Eaters book. That's yeah. what it's called, right? Not she she eats the night. She eats the night is the title of book one. The series oh. is going to be called The Night Eaters. Okay. I uh, yeah. I need that in my life. She eats the mm. night. I need that. <laughs> is that awesome. out now or was that like one of our preview things? It was out, I want to say back in like a few months ago. All it's, right. it's been out. It's been out. It's on a lot of people's best of 2022 list. Well, that was a uh, fine presentation there, sir. That was great. I'm yeah. impressed. Well done, Joseph. 
Mine is extremely. Yeah, way to be raise the bar. I, I told you I was going first. <laughs> way to raise the bar in a way that it. none of us will achieve. No, awesome. no, no. We're going to be way more unhinged. That's a thing. Oh well, yes, <laughs> that is our brand, though. It's true. You know, I I stuck to time. That's all I'm going to say. If things okay. go off the rails from now, it's not my fault. I feel well, like the uh, dice being fired randomly <laughs> into Listen. the air. <laughs> Joe Quinn, I cannot handle this. Amazing. Uh, Does anybody else want to jump in here and ask Joey about any of his uh, books or opinions or anything? I, as a huge fan of Paper Girls, as we all are around here, I'm so bummed that there won't be more of that. I know, boo. Mm -hmm. Netflix kills the sapphic shows without fail. That was an Amazon show? Yeah. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Amazon. The too. internet. The internet. The <laughs> yeah, internet. right. The internet does it. Yeah. Sorry. For sure. Fuck you. I'm sure Jeff Netflix Bezos. had something to do with it. <laughs> Netflix. Honestly. Yeah. How dare you cancel an Amazon show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bob, and also like the girls were so good. Yeah. yeah. Like they were perfect. Right know, off the page. Of them. Right off yeah. the page. So it's it's a real bummer that we're not getting more of them. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, did you want to jump in? No, I was just gonna throw some shade at Joey about the X Men stuff, but I think he he he's already hurting enough. I already I get it. Okay, like I was like, hey guys, I'm gonna read Dark Crisis, okay? And y'all were like, ha, noob. <laughs> <laughs> You're over here reading like the the, the book for grownups, AXE Judgment Day, and I'm over like, Dark Crisis, yay! <laughs> I feel like he's learned his lesson. I, I will say there's there's a there's a, something I thought you were going to mention that I'm going to mention. So I'm not going to bring it up now, but I, we'll we'll talk about it later. But I'm sure you'll have lots to say about it when I bring it up later. Yeah, I was trying to spread things around a little bit. Yeah, I also feel like there's going to be a lot of oh yeah, I meant to put that. <laughs> I've already yeah, you, taken notes for my list. Yeah. Oh, the I Batman Unburied podcast as well. That was oh yeah. you listened. Oh, was interesting. Remember, I listened to that. Oh, this is going to be full circle. I listened to that entire podcast both on my way to and on my way from your wedding. Nice. Oh, amazing. <laughs> from beginning to end, like the entire. That's incredible. Thing. So yeah. I was just yeah. like, all right, can we wrap this wedding up? I got to finish the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Get it Winston, done, Joey. Winston Duke's voice. Yeah. Right? Oh. oh, please. Anytime. Any day. Seriously. I oh, love that. Uh... to a different place here, didn't we? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? We're at the same place we always are. Exactly. <laughs> just, at th- just as thirsty at 10 a.m. 10 a. Yep. Can't talk, but just as thirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this early morning podcasting thing. Is, uh, <laughs> hey everyone, good. it's ten a.m. I don't know my name. Yeah, <laughs> pre-coffee Bronwyn. <laughs> good luck. To <laughs> but is the thirsty different? No, not even a little. <laughs> uh, all right, should we move on to yeah, another do presentation? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You, do it. Do it. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. No, following you, man. This stuff. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Why did you do that to yourself? I didn't. The dice did it, man. Did it. I legitimately threw a die into a tray on several occasions, waiting for people's numbers to show up. And it was just a roll of the dice. All right. I've got a bunch of lists for you. I'm going to start making my way through them. I hope I get under 20 minutes. We'll see. Uh, I mixed it up a bit. I'm going to start with my favorite comic book related movies. I loved the Batman. 
I love the movie's oh. overall look. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack, uh, some of the characterizations, and I'm excited to see what Matt Reeves does next. It sounds like he has a lot of ideas. I don't know what any of them are. One of them might be a Clayface or a Scarecrow project, so you know that I want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So emotional, beautifully shot, Marvel quality up there with The Winter Soldier, which is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, legitimately scary. I was I was pretty terrified at times during that movie. Uh, an incredible comeback film for Sam Raimi, who I haven't really seen much of in the past couple of years. And it has uh, genuine surprises in it. And it was a wild ride. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, my other favorite movie of the year, DC League of Super Pets. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Straight up fun, very funny, action-packed. It's a total package DC film, and better than about 80% of the studio's live-action output. So, mm-hmm. there Facts. you go. Favorite TV series of the year, Wednesday. Oh, 10 yeah. out of 10, huge return uh, to form for Tim Burton, and if they don't make us another season, I'll just die. She-Hulk, Marvel's middle finger to misogyny. Jen and She-Hulk were perfect. Uh, the dude uproar about each and every episode was positively delicious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I drank their ire in like a milkshake. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah. mm, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> the Sandman. This could be one of my favorite television series of all time. It's wildly imaginative poetic, visually splendiferous, uh-huh. and season two can't come uh, soon enough. I absolutely love The Sandman. I was mesmerized by it. I have not dived into that uh, arena in comics all too much, so it was really cool to kind of familiarize myself with the characters, and I'm really excited to see what they do with season two. Peacemaker, Joey had mentioned earlier, uh, I enjoyed the hell out of this a lot more than I thought I would. John Cena is an absolute riot, and the opening dance number was the best dance sequence of the year before Wednesday came out and killed the dance (laughs) (laughs) Werewolf by Night. Mm. More Elsa Bloodstone, please. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Marvel, do more specials with outrageous styles. See how people react to them, test the waters, and maybe, you know blow things out into a larger thing. I'm sure people would like to see Elsa come back in a Monster Hunter series. That would be great. Moving on to some music, because you know that I've got to talk about music enough on this podcast. My favorite albums of the year. Ghost, Impera. So according to my Spotify wrapped, I've listened to this album for over 6,000 minutes since September. (laughs) Um, Ghost gave me the best live performance of 2022 alongside uh, when Bronwyn and I went to go and see Pussifer. Oh, yeah. So Ghost Ghost blew me away. Top 10 live performances ever in my life. Just incredible. Great night. Uh, Holy Fawn, Dimensional Bleed is the name of the album. It's very atmospheric, droning metal with a big sound that borders on creepy, but in a good way. Corn Requiem. <laughs> I still love this band and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) Requiem is their best album since 2000s issues, in my personal opinion. Uh, I will always love that band. They've been very kind to me in the past and 
I think they rock. Anyway, uh, Pussifer put out two live albums this year. Yeah. Uh, B is for Versatile and Parole Violator. Few bands ever go back and reinvent entire albums to feature key members of the group more prominently. I've been a fan of Pussifer from the start and watching this band mature, change shape, and become a band that Bronwyn and I love in equal measure has been nothing short of incredible. Music is one of my connectors. It's how I, how I made friends back in the day. It's, it's extremely important to me. And Bronwyn and I love a lot of the same stuff, but we've connected in a way with Pussifer that is is unlike anything else that we've ever listened to together. And I, I love that we can share that. Mm-hmm. So those albums are very, very special for a multitude of reasons. Uh, Wet Leg, self-titled debut. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. This band will take over the world if they play their cards right. Definitely keep your eye on them. They're incredible and they're great live if you got a chance to see them. So good. Uh, Life on Venus, Homewards. This is another dreamy, droning, soothing metal uh, that sounds like The Cure uh, and Soft Kill and Holy Fawn had a love child. I heard this album for the first time three days ago, and it's already on my list. I've listened to it upward of 10 times, maybe more. Uh, if that doesn't speak volumes about it, I don't know what does. Next is Brutus. Unison Life is the album. This is a brutal trio from Belgium whose female vocalist is also the drummer. I love Stephanie's raspy voice and ferocious drumming. The album never stops. Check out the tracks Brave and Victoria uh, if you want a taste of the good stuff. Uh, almost done with the music here. Bjork, uh, Fosara. The queen isn't dead. She's just busy making new music. The end. Rosie Beland, Emmanuel. My favorite French language singer-songwriter. Uh, if you want to fall in love and bang your head simultaneously, she's ready to give you a whiplash. Trauma Ray, Transmissions. This is a straight-up soaring down the highway at ludicrous speed with a top-down shit. Uh, think Hum beats Black Mountain with a bit of Siamese Dream sprinkled on top. Uh, another album that I started listening to only three days ago, and I was just blown away by it. It's awesome. Uh, last three, yeah, yeah, yes, cool it down. Karen O is back, and she's not taking any prisoners. This is another great addition to the band's catalog, and I'm mad that they haven't announced a tour yet, though I know one of their band members is sick with pneumonia, so hope he gets better soon. Warpaint, Radiate Like This. I fell away from Warpaint sometime after the second full-length album, but Radiate Like This is 1,000% a return to form for them, and I'm really glad that they're back in my rotation again. Last album on the list is Crosses, and the album is called Permanent Radiant. It's actually an EP. This is Chino from the Deftones does electronica love songs that could melt your face and blow your pants clear across the room. Every song on this album is on the prowl and ready to rattle your bones. I love it. It's so good. Moving right along, favorite video games of the year, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Horizon Forbidden West, that Resident Evil Village Shadow of Rose DLC that came out, absolutely terrifying, so much fun, and took some of my favorite elements of the base game and did more with them. Uh, Maybe a little short, but I I loved it. Marvel Snap, Joey's playing it, y'all. He's he's digging in. (laughs) 
texting me in the group asking me questions. I love I'll it. play it right now. I love it. <laughs> it. Play it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so snappy and it's it's really smartly designed. It's getting a little weird on the monetary end. These mobile games tend to go that way after they get people nice and comfortable. Yeah, they want me to pay eight bucks for the silver server. Get out of town. Oh, they want you to do a lot of things, man. They want you to do a lot of things. Their token system that they just implemented, I think, is a little bit needs some tweaking. But overall, I I'm playing this game with people I don't normally play games with. I can't wait until they have the player versus player mode that comes out. I love the art. I love collecting the cards. And I love that even though there is a lot of um, like things you can pay for, it's all cosmetics and it's all by choice. It doesn't change the power in the game, which is a really, really smart move and tends to be what things are trending toward in the future. I hope like even Diablo four doesn't have that sort of thing. It's strictly cosmetic. So good on them for doing that. Cause they really could have taken advantage of a lot of people. Um, Next is God of War Ragnarok. I'm still playing it. I'm about 40, about 45 hours in. Every moment of it has been incredible, even the frustrating bits. And then I had to turn the uh, difficulty down because I just wanted to see the story. (laughs) But uh, Bronwyn and I have been playing it together. It's been amazing. I love it. And game of the year. I don't think I need to talk about it too much because I've talked about it throughout the year a lot. Elden Ring just won at the Game of the Year Awards. It is my game of the year. I have not lost myself inside of a world, inside of a video game, the way that I did with Elden Ring in so long. I researched in my free time whenever I could about stuff to do in that game, see everything, got the platinum for it, built two characters. Uh, It was just an absolute blast. Moving on to comics... Favorite webtoons that I read in 2022. Uh, Everything is fine. Is absolutely in my top spot. It's Pleasantville meets Lost meets Stepford Wives and The Shining. What more could you ask for? Mike Burchell has created something truly twisted with this series. I fell down the rabbit hole head first and have been tumbling ever since. If you're looking to read something weird, addictive, disturbingly funny, and unpredictable... Find out why nothing is uh, why nothing is fine and everything is fine. Munch, munch, munch. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Heartstopper. Nick and Charlie are goals, and the series was made even better thanks to the Netflix series, which is a one-to-one in all the right places and expands upon the incredible cast of characters in fun and exciting ways. Uh, if you've not read or watched Heartstopper, you need to add it to your list. It's phenomenal. Let's Play is yeah. one of my other favorite webtoons featuring an outstanding cast of characters. Let's Play is a romantic comedy for gamers with enough heat to get your console and PC fans spinning on overdrive. It's hilarious and touching and gave me one of the best season end cliffhangers. The reveal was do a power bomb levels of holy shit. Uh, I cannot wait until it comes back so I can find out how somebody's going to react to what went down. I was shocked. Okay. Uh, next, Batman Wayne Family Adventures. Yes. The most wholesome Batman book ever. It's lighthearted comedy gold with plenty of heart that brings out the best in every character in the Bat family. 
so amazing. Uh, it just it makes you feel good while you're reading it. And if you want to see more smiles than Batman has in World's Finest, you should go mm-hmm. check out Batman Wayne Family Adventures. And last but not least, my continued excellence award goes to Lore Olympus. Excellent. Uh, As beautiful as ever, Rachel Smythe's Saga of the Gods is epic beyond measure, drop-dead gorgeous, and still one of the best series that you can read free on Webtoon. Plug, plug, even though they're not sponsoring the show. (laughs) Uh, And last but not least on my list, I'm saving some of my other stuff for later, my favorite Talking Comics episode titles of the year. Episode number 533, Hot Dog Speakeasy, is one of my favorites. <laughs> Episode 550, My So-Called Cult, I yes. thought was great. Uh, episode 556, Underneath the Waffle House, I think just sounds mysterious <laughs> and funny. Uh, episode 557, Finding Moira McGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> And episode 559, of course, Army Hammer's Skeletal Sex Throne. Obviously. (laughs) Down in history. Yeah. And uh, I am done for now. Like I said, I will dig into more of my comic book stuff when we do some shared uh, categories and topics and whatnot. Uh, But I'm done. Uh, No way. I refuse to believe that. That's awesome. Way to go, Steve. Wow. Did you time me? No, minutes. but it was less. It was less than me. Yeah. Whoa, Steve. Impressive. That Good job, really, buddy. Yes, I really enjoyed that. Wow, Bronwyn, the pressure is on because we I are know. not going to do that. I know. <laughs> get, our episode twice, will be our episode will be about three hours long. Don't worry, right? We'll, we'll get twice as long, right? Because there's, there's two, two of us, us going yeah. at once. Exactly. Okay. Good. I yield my time, as they say in Congress. Oh, but you don't though, because you're gonna use your time too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Steve, Marvel Snap has consumed my life for the last <laughs> week. Uh you know, and I was never into the card game thing, but now I'm playing it and it is so fun. Um and we have finals this week. So all I'm doing is proctoring, walking around these uh children taking exams. So what oh do you think God. I'm doing for three hours at a time? Playing Marvel Snap. So many children are about to cheat while you're playing Marvel Snap. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. I get those boosters, man. What um what what collector level are you right now? Oh, fancy. Um like a hundred something okay so you still got early days going on yeah didn't you text me you're like i'm a collector level a thousand yeah i'm like i'm like 1200 something at this point that's obscene i have downloaded it as of yesterday so i'm joining y'all yes yes one of the things that's cool about it is that at, at one point when you run out of missions and you run out of your like your weekly missions and stuff you can pretty much take a break from the game uh, and and maybe play something else for a day or two before you have to kind of come back and and earn your points and whatnot. But um, it's nice that it gives you a little reprieve from the uh, the drip 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 of, of dopamine that that game is. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the Marvel Avengers game where like you just had to like grind every single second of every single day <laughs> to <laughs> oh. to make any progress in that game. Does uh, Steve, I didn't yeah. hear disney dreamlight valley on that list where is it at 
Ah, it's not on here. <laughs> He's like, oh. oh, let me check. Let me double check. It's not here. No. I do. I do like that game. Yeah. I do. I do enjoy that game. I wish. Yeah. I wish that I had more time for that game. Fair. It has that become a, a, a time suck for me. I will acknowledge. Like the only reason why I got to really dig into it at any given time was because I actually had a free Sunday and Bronwyn had slept in uh, mm -hmm. for a part of the afternoon. And so I got up early and just went downstairs and played it for about five hours. So I'm hearing but it's Bronwyn's fault? Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I see how there's it a is. Difference, there's wow. a difference between <laughs> games that I can pick up and play versus something that I have to dedicate my time to. And that is a dedicate my time to game. Yeah, I don't. I won't tell anyone how many hours I've spent playing that game. It's a lot. It's really, it's really polished. It's, it doesn't feel too greedy on no. you know what you can buy and what you get. Um, it's giving me plenty of items, and it's got a lot of cool yeah. things to explore. Uh, I dig it a lot. I like I said, I wish I had more time for it. There, yeah. Says the guy good. who put forty five plus yeah, hours right. into God of War. <laughs> Speaking of notable misses in your list, um. I was under the impression that you had listened to Taylor Swift's Midnight. So, wow, <laughs> a bunch of times. Wow, a bunch. Of anyway, times. anyway, She Hulk was great. <laughs> so, <laughs> where, where is it? Where is it, Steve Sifts? Where is it? It's, it's on your list. I mean, there's more than one list it could have been on. <laughs> Look, I I gave you a lot in the music section, more so than anything else. I think I so gave far. Gave you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It's a giver. <laughs> I cut some things. That's right? right. He's just a giver. <laughs> Look, he did put Pussifer on the list. Two albums, and they were great. And I will say, I'm welcome to the ghost party because ghost is oh, the the line "Your beauty never scared me" like lives rent free in my head all mm. the time. Oof. If you ever get a chance to see them live, do whatever you can okay. to be in that room. Got it. Because... Do whatever I can. Commit a murder. Rob a bank. Yep. Got it. Okay. <laughs> It was, it was what I imagine, like, old school, I don't like this band at all, but, like, something like Kiss, mm. and just the, the theatricality of it, the makeup. Kiss, and... but for people with religious trauma. Yes. <laughs> just the stage design. I mean, the set list was, was absolutely incredible, and the sound quality was great. It was just a, it was a really impressive performance and a great night yeah. for me. I, I loved, that was so much fun. And All right. Apparently, the kids are into ghosts too because it's been trending on TikTok a lot the lately. Kids? The kids, <laughs> the kids, the kids, the youth. It's on TikTok, is what I'm saying. <laughs> those little whippersnappers. Those, exactly. Those, look, look. I have crossed the line. I'm no longer the kids, so I can say that. <laughs> right, has anybody got any other uh, questions or observations for me? No, about I think I've made fun of you sufficiently. I'd say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say I didn't say She-Hulk because I knew many of you were going to bring it up, but it, it is it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Tatiana Maslany is amazing. Oh my God. Um, the whole series, the ending, the whole series is again that and Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel were like the MCU TV series of the year. All three completely different. Am so I forgetting different. one? That'd be all embarrassing if I was forgetting one. Um, but all three completely different, led by stunning performances um, across the board. Hundred percent, and fit the fit the fit the comic too. Again, mm -hmm. I was reading I was reading the Dan Slott and Peter David run as the show was going on, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it! This is this is the comic on screen. 
right? And I and love that you included Werewolf by Night. Yes. Oh, yeah. So much fun. I was going to say. I'd love there to be one-shots, that and the Guardians. Try some of these characters out. Let's see what people are interested in. You never know. Mm-hmm. A lot of characters to come that we haven't seen yet. So yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Also, excellent webtoon list. Yes. I loved it. Top oh. notch. I felt like it was a little predictable, but I, like, there's, go ahead. (laughs) No, I was, it's predictable because those are the best ones. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, of course it was predictable. They were far and away the best ones. Like, I was looking at my list and obviously this is the year that I I kind of broke into Webtoon. So there's a lot on my list and there's a lot that I enjoy. I just, again, it's a, Webtoon is another thing that I don't make enough time for. And I have so many things that I've started or have, have tasted or read, uh, you know, a couple of episodes, but I, mm-hmm. I rarely open it up so that when I do, there is so much that I have to catch up on, which is kind of a double-edged sword because I have all this material to read, but I don't make the time to read it. So mm. uh, like season two of Everything is Fine. Oh. I think I read the first two, maybe three episodes before I got distracted and fell away from it. There's probably so much of that now. See, I like that because then what I do is I wait for that and then I binge just yeah. a whole bunch in a row and it's such a good experience. Yeah, same. Yeah, I still experience a little bit of queasiness with the scrolling format. Mm-hmm. It's been worth it to read the stories, but I I can't stay. I have finally, like if I have to alternate to go to yeah. Comixology and then Webtoons just to break up the way the pages move, uh, that helps me out a little bit. See, but, comicsology constantly shutting down is what makes me nauseous. <laughs> they gotta fix Good that. Lord, comicsology yeah. and um, and DC Ultra constantly just restart themselves, and it makes me scream. Yeah, last year when we did the the awards, we did kind of a like in the follow up show. We might even do it again this year of um, comic book resolutions for the new mm. year. What do you What do you plan to do? And we'll talk a little bit about what we we'll like look that. forward to next year, but. One of my things is to, in the new year, is to make more time for Webtoon and for all the stuff that yeah. I have subscribed to and was enjoying on there. I like um, it. Because there's there's so much good stuff and I just, it's always getting tabled by everything else that we pick up. And especially now that the DC uh, Infinite Ultra thing is as good mm-hmm. as it is. So good. It's, it's just, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to read sometimes. It is, it is an embarrassment of wealth at the moment. It is. What a what a problem to have, eh? Yeah, it is so hard how many it's things so we hard have to easily be a, a, accessible. Right? Comic reader with all this amazing stuff to read. It's honestly, this is the hardest time to be a comic book reader. Oh, just somebody so give many. me a balcony. <laughs> First world comic problem. Good lord. Oh. All right, enough about my privilege. Um, does... <laughs> Does anybody have anything else before we move the show along? Let's move it. Move it. I like to move (laughs) it. Move it. All right. (laughs) Since we're all uh, coming into the party, let's do some shared topics and have our first question be called the Hellfire Gala Entourage. Pretty much which characters are you bringing with you to this year's celebration? Which characters stood out to you? Which characters did you perhaps crush on? Uh, or who do you want standing next to you just to make you look pretty or have a have a pretty date? Who makes you howl? Yeah. <laughs> Who set your pants on fire? Mocha's all about it. 
Mocha's like, oh, yeah. I will howl. She, she wants in. <laughs> so I'll kick this off real quick. I got uh, I got five yeah. guests. Ooh. I got you know two on each arm and then one off to the side. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring for that. I'm going to bring <laughs> Where do you have this one? <laughs> She-Hulk absolutely stood out between the Rainbow Raul series and the uh, Disney Plus series that we love so much. She-Hulk is absolutely coming with me to the Hellfire Gala. Sebastian Harlow, a.k.a. Yeah. the Black Flamingo, absolutely loved this book and loved this character this year. Uh, truly a standout for sure. Artemis from that Outlaws webtoon, Red Hood and the Outlaws? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something... Something stirred when uh, when I read that book. <laughs> Clea Strange, one of my standout characters of the year. Bob finally talked about it enough for me to buckle down <laughs> and read it. And I'm so glad that I did because it ended up being one of my favorites of the year. Spoilers for later. Uh, Clea Strange is fantastic. She's my preferred uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Sorry, Stephen. You're cool too, but man, she's just so much more fun to read. And I love that series. Love that character. And last but not least, he's going to fly me in from my uh, cape handles to to arrive to the show. John Kent is going to be my my final Hellfire, ga- uh, Hellfire Gala guest. All five, all six of us oh, are going like to go. It. And then Brahman's going to walk in with a bunch of other hot people. And it's going to yes. be great. We'll yes. be on the dance floor. <laughs> well, I uh, I am bringing um, Aiden from Be My Villain. You know, the Ooh. strong, silent type who can also kick some serious ass when things go sideways. Because you know they will. They always do. Exactly. Uh, and on that same theme, Mr. Hoodie from uh, The Gentle Way. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hoodie. He, he hot hot guys he if you're not reading hot, the gentle hot. way he hot hot i'm gonna look this up yeah yeah um i'm also going to bring lenore from nevermore oh my god yes sorry yeah Speaking that was of hot hot wow did i just drool am i okay um yeah. go ahead yeah oh sorry oh he's cute i see him yeah I don't know if this is fan art or official art, though. It's probably uh, official art. Just gonna and say. then my last guest will be Jason Todd from Batman Wayne Family Adventures. Stop. Aww. He is double timing because he's coming with me, too. <laughs> That's oh, very no. on brand. <laughs> he's going to have to make an excuse. He's going to need to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> well, he's got two hands, right? It's exactly. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll launch off from there. I also am bringing Jason Todd. Um, I, I want to see that man in, in his Hellfire Gala. You know he's going extra. Right. He, he has like made a fashion version of the Red Hood helmet for this, and I okay. want to see it. Uh, speaking of crossover, I too am bringing Sebastian Harlow because... Uh, because so this is a group all. date is what we're saying. <laughs> Just a huge group date. But so, this is where we diverge. Look, I know she is already the queen of the Hellfire Gala, but if you're going to go, go in style and go for the very top. I am obviously Emma Frost arm candy. Of course. <laughs> um, but on the other side, my other arm is being held by Zatanna because her and Zatanna and the Ripper. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. oh my God. And finally, I just decided it was time to make it a little weird. 
up in here because that's who I am as a person. So obviously I am bringing the Jersey devil from fly by night. Um, <laughs> because I got a party with the cryptid who would be more, you know, the gala is all about being creative and artistic. You've got to show up with something interesting. My something interesting is the Jersey devil. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> um, Aaron, why don't you go next? Who you bring in? So my whole theme is a bunch of Queens. Yes. All right. So I'm going that way. May surprise you, but I'm starting with Storm because black excellence. Mm. Uh, and then because I want somebody to be the life of the party and just damn near interesting is Cassandra Nova. I was <laughs> going to say Cassandra Nova. <laughs> <laughs> and then to round out the old beauties categories, I'm bringing Bridget from Once in Future. Yes. Nice. nice. I almost did hysterical. that. I almost did that too. That's awesome. I just Yay. think that would be a hysterical bunch, each giving side eye to the other. Yes. <laughs> Love it. And there you have it. Uh, John, who are you? Uh, who have you got on your arm? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> well, that's quite the date. Yeah, He's right? just got the Paw Patrol. <laughs> He's got the Paw Patrol. Well, <laughs> I will say, God did show up in one of my favorite comic books of the year. So throw yes. on that. Like, yes. Come in there like a oh, dog walker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Originally, I was going to think... Uh, Maybe maybe I, I need a little um, to stand out with my group. So I was going to take blob, toad, skin, beak, and glob. Yes. I would be the fetching one of the group. Nice. But then in a little pre-show conversation, mm -hmm. I was started to think about what my, my look for the gala was going to be. And I started thinking deep V, little yes. chest hair creeping yes. out. Oh, yes. Rolled up sleeves. Slut era. And a nice mustache. Yes. And to to just have the time of our lives this night, I think I'm going to bring Forge and Corsair, and we are going to 75 the hell thousand percent. Pex out mustache. That's the yep. game. Yep. They are going to... They're going to... We're going to be the three guys in the corner <laughs> nobody wants to hang with, but everybody wishes they could be. They're going to jam your stars if you don't yeah. hang with yeah. <laughs> oh. There's a ball of Jack Daniels on the high top ready for that whole group. Oh. <laughs> little Southern comfort. <laughs> I can't believe you said the words deep V. <laughs> I don't know why. Have you not been paying attention to the slut era arc that John is on? Yes. Uh, we might I even be high collars. Ooh. <laughs> What was that? I said, we might bring out high collars. Pop oh, yes. our collars up deep. Oh, wow. Here we go. Sexy. Oh, Sexy. Little, little like iron fist action. Ooh, Ooh. that gets dangerous too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Stop it. Mine's in the gutter here. Bob, can you please bring us back to reality? Well, look, I'm really, really old fashioned because I'm really, really old. Bob. So I don't have an entourage. Don't have one. <laughs> I'm going to bring Peggy Carter because she'd show me how to dance. Aww. Aww. That's the answer. That's the answer. That's so sweet. That's a good one. Oh, the rest of us losers look so thirsty. Okay. <laughs> the rest of us look like degenerates next to Exactly. <laughs> you know, I I'm like being a degenerate. With that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> High five, Bronwyn. High degenerates five. of the year here. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> degenerates Club. Oh. <laughs> uh. Joey, are you, uh, what are you doing? Um, Oscar Isaac. Correct. <laughs> you are doing, you are doing oh, Oscar Isaac. Answer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
it's an I mean, open marriage there. Daddy huh? is a state of mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. That's that's your that's your one date. Yeah. Well, he has yeah, five personalities, else. Steve. He could he has five different <laughs> dates. When you take Moon Knight, you take a party. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Let's talk about our favorite artists of 2022. Uh, I guess I'll kick this one off. Zoe Thorogood. Like Joey said earlier, if you've not read It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth, you absolutely need to. One of my favorite comics of the year and one of the just most artfully incredible things I've ever seen in, in the comics medium period. It is so bold and experimental and very, very, it takes you on a journey and I absolutely love it. Uh, go and check it out. Greg Smallwood for the human target. I've seen Greg Smallwood before on some of the Archie books, but never, never, never like this. Uh, I love the human target. I love the story. I like the characters. I like the world. It's kind of a, spy mad menish world but with better characters but that greg smallwood art mm, so 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 good uh there's no way we're getting away from this list without daniel warren johnson being mentioned for do a power bomb the motion in these panels the intensity of the wrestling and just the gut gut-wrenching emotions that pour out on on some of the twists and turns of this story uh all told with with beautiful art i love it from top to bottom uh i hope i get this name right but rose antonio from she hulk uh at least the first arc of she hulk i love 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 that was one of the first things when i opened that book i went wow this looks incredible uh, I want to see more art from this person on more books. So if you know what they've done, let me know. Uh, Nick Robles from Beyond uh, Behold Behemoth, a uh, brand new book out from Boom. There's only two issues of it out so far, but it's positively gorgeous. A little bit of that uh, Department of Truth style creepiness to it, but a lot of variety as well. Really love it. Go and check it out. And last but not least on my list is Jacob Phillips doing that Texas blood. Mm. This series has looked phenomenal from the, from the start, but this latest, like almost serial killer arc with the, the masked face and everything. And those snow sequences during the finale, nothing short of incredible. I absolutely loved it. Uh, this book is a beast still. Uh, it's been going on for a couple of years now and I positively love it. That is it for me. Artist-wise, Bob, why don't you tell us who you enjoyed uh, artfully this year? Joey, this one's for you, but it was on my list before you brought up Bilquis Everly for Super <laughs> or Superman, Woman of Tomorrow. <laughs> Superman, Woman <laughs> of Tomorrow. One of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. I, I had seen their work years before uh, doing David F. Walker's Shaft and just a leap upwards. And it was absolutely gorgeous. And if I could read the book, maybe I, I will read again and, and blot out the word balloons. Uh, I'll really enjoy it this time. Uh, also, certainly any anytime there's Fiona Staples sighting in a year and having mm. having her back on Saga was, was certainly wonderful. Cliff Chang doing everything on Catwoman, Lonely City, uh, the black label 
Epic. Yes. And Phil Noto on Variants. Oh, right. Love seeing him back. Terry and Rachel Dodson for Matt Fraction's Adventure Man might be the best work they've ever done. And that's saying something. And when you see that in the oversized hardcover and see the process involved, absolutely stunning. But if I'm picking one, it's Javier Rodriguez for Defenders Beyond. Yes. Trippy beyond belief. Still humorous and funny, but sad when it needs to be. Uh, Amazing work. So that's it for me. I almost did the lightning sound just now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Thank you for picking up some of my slack, Bob. That was a great list. I think there'll be a lot of that as we go through six hours. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) All right. uh, Aaron, why don't you go next? Who are your artists this year? Well, well, well. All right. So my nominees list. (laughs) You're you're wondering why I called you all here. (laughs) (laughs) It was Colonel Musk. You're all wondering. (laughs) Um, I sense Agatha Christie is on your list somehow. (laughs) You should should see the hat I'm wearing right now. And you'll see. I will will put that in the chat. Anyway, so there's a bunch. Um, One I'm not, I'm going to have to remove because I think actually the work that he did, even though it's on a series that is ongoing, um, I think his portion of it was in 2021. Well, that was Phil Jimenez for Historia, but I'm going to just put that to the side. Um, there were some artists that really just spoke to me because they enhanced the story that I was reading. One uh, was Umberto Ramos, because you know why. Um, uh-huh. The other was uh, you know Umberto Ramos for uh, Strange Academy. Um, mm-hmm. Valeria Shidi, AXE. I just think every page that I read uh, of theirs was just phenomenal, and it really created that sort of, I don't know, gargantuan sort of feel, the epic feel of the story. Joy, you'll see it when you start to read it. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. <laughs> Scott, Kudluski for, <laughs> Scott Kudluski from Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes because just the coloring and the, and the artwork was just amazing there. Um, and then, uh, where are we? So I also had Travis Moore. Uh, because, and I think about the work he did on Superman, Son of Kal-El, as well as Sins of the Black Flamingo, and I just thought those were just incredible um, uh, pieces of work, art, just all together. But the one thing, the one artist that, uh, and Bob was with me when I met this person, um, the one artist that, for whatever reason, I've just never seen a bad page from, and I know this is going to sound like a repeat of last year, is Dan Mora uh, mm. for the Once in Future work, as well as the... Uh, Batman, Superman, World's Finest. I just think it was just, it's just amazing. He just continues to crank out something that just tells really epic stories. I think he could do entire books of just silent books and you could still understand that story and get it. And I I would love to see that. Um, But I think Dan Moore is still there at the top of the list for me. Shazadam. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Moore is one of those people, it's current and brand new but classic at the same time really tells a wonderful story. Just what you're saying there. It's beautiful. There you have it. Yes. Good stuff. All right, let's move on. Bronwyn, why don't you give us your list? Okay. All right. These are going to be fairly unfamiliar to people who aren't as on webtoons as me, but I think they really need to be brought to the table. I'm here Um, to cheer for them. Yeah. I got you. Uh, Well, um, we'll start with true for the gentle way, because I just, I mean, Mr. Hoodie and Mr. Hoodie, our, our little June, our weirdo little June. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Annie Draws for Heart of Ice. This mm -hmm. is such a beautiful webtoon. Oh my god, set in Paris. It's gorgeous. Um, Rachel Smythe, of course. Laura Olympus is yeah. so spectacular. Just the, the color, the vibrancy of it is just unreal. Um, Fantacoy for Ghost Lights. This webtoon is one of the ones that is just absolutely worth waiting for. It only updates once a month, and I can't even complain about it because the art is so spectacular, you wouldn't want it to be rushed. Um, and Snail Lords for Death Rescheduled. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love these names. Right? But seriously, though, this it, the art in here is weirdly cheerful for something that is so um gory in places it's quite horrific in a lot of places it's, it's a wonderful story and i really like it but it's definitely not afraid to go some places and yet somehow the art is so beautiful and so uh, evocative and colorful and cheerful and yet bloody <laughs> I'm looking at it now. I don't see a single drop of blood anywhere. Oh, wait for it. Oh, yeah. There's you lots of go underwater in. stuff. You gotta go in. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, and when it comes, it's all the more shocking for it. But, uh, and also Plastic Boutrou for 21st Century Nights because, oh my God, my girl, I love her so much. She is fantastic in this. Um, there is a look on this main character's face that is, it's all mischief, but it's also like, ah, mischief is not kind of evocative enough of a word because she's like the devil incarnate, but you kind of want to have coffee with her, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> you just know she's going to do bad things and you still want to help. <laughs> That's a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And to get that across in art form is so spectacular i just love it i love it so much so uh those are a few on my list outstanding awesome thank you chris do you want to yeah, go next i absolutely do i i have to shout out to this current wave of um dc comics that is colorful oh love it I, i'm here for some color in gotham so i also have dan Moore on my list for world's finest i love i love how fun and colorful and and bob's right it looks classic but it's also somehow updated and i really love that um also uh jorge corona for batgirls that art style is everything do it forever do it forever that's all i want um, and then Adrian Gutierrez from Blue Beetle, who's also carrying that colorful torch. I'm I'm hundred percent here. Uh, switching over to the webtoons, uh, Kate Flynn for Nevermore, which is both oh. colorful and gothic, and I mm -hmm. love it. I love it. Um, and speaking of colorful and gothic, Carl's for the new comic Sabine absolutely perfect um i did a very stupid thing in writing down a name and not who they did art for but whoever oh, no. you are kibbles you did a great job i forgot <laughs> i forgot what comic it was i think <laughs> fact check me on this i believe it was when jassy whistles but i'm not sure so i uh wow google, google Lord, i'll check it okay nine. i'll find it I'll figure out who it was. I think it was Jazzy Whistles because that art is beautiful. So that's one I meant to have on there. I'm going to assume it's that. 
I found kimono kibble on Webtoon. I don't think it's kimono kibble. (laughs) That could be someone else to check out, though. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Kibbles is when Jassy whistles. Okay. It's this beautiful watercolor art that is just absolutely stunning. I love it so much. Would you be happier if Jorge Corona was on the Tim Drake Robin book? A hundred thousand billion percent. You will notice one book that does not come up at any point during my any award this year. And it is Tim Drake special. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Sad. I want to love it so much. He's my favorite. Tim Drake comes up, but not that book. R.I.P. Right. That book. R.I.P. It's That's alive. It. I just I think it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, unless Bronwyn, do you want to jump in on any of uh, Chris's artists? Uh they're all amazing. Thoughts yeah. on kibbles? <laughs> <laughs> do you have kibbles thoughts? <laughs> I do love the watercolor style. It's gorgeous. Right? It's really beautiful. Yeah. All right, Mr. Joey, who are some of your favorite artists from 2022? Jacob Phillips. That's it? (laughs) I mean, when I I saw the word favorite artist of 2022, I picked one. And I picked Jacob Phillips because I thought that it was, um, like like you said, that the, the last arc with the serial killer and the design and the snow is just incredible. And that Texas blood works because Jacob Phillips is working his ass off there to, to make yeah. a name for himself and really do amazing work. But since you all just went off, um, <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to echo some of the, the names that were said. Um, Jorge Corona, 1000%. Yes. Like Batgirls is amazing because of what it looks like. Um, even when some like, I remember the early issues, we were like, who is the narrator of this book? And it was a little hard to get a grasp of, of the narrative just a little bit, but that art really carried us through. Mm-hmm. And now that that's one of the, the best books on the stands. Um, also Chartier as well. Love Everlasting has been a ton of fun. Anytime a Chartier does work, I'm, I'm there for it. Uh, Daniel DeNicolo for Seven Secrets. Um, that's a book that I miss a lot. Uh, surprise ending six oh, months ago. And uh, I want to see more of DeNicolo's work elsewhere. Um, and I think I'll stick with that for right now. <laughs> okay excellent john take us out on this topic please i kind of read this thing kind of like joey did just what one artist made me happy all year long and i am gonna go with jorge jimenez on batman because Mm, i think his batman is probably the standard bearer going forward we've had we've been lucky with a lot of great artists on this book Mm -hmm. uh ever since the new 52 but when uh, I heard Zadarsky was coming and then Jorge Jimenez was returning after his run with Tynan, the way he draws Batman, it's, it's, it's dynamic. It, it's realistic, the added colors. And this past week I got to read the final of the fail safe and it just cemented that this is one of my favorite Batman artists of all time. So I'm going to, everybody you've mentioned fantastic, but I'm just going to go with <laughs> Jorge Jimenez. Nicely done. I'll tell you what, Batman is one of the few books left on our physical pull list for Mm -hmm. uh, our LCS. And when I went to go grab uh, some books yesterday, there were some in the bin and I got to open up one of them uh, just this morning and was really blown away. I haven't seen the DC comics, like the new paper all Mm -hmm. that much. Like I'm sure I've seen it since they made the switch, but 
I don't remember the colors and the the structuring of the art and how it's laid out on the page looking as good as it does now. The main Batman series, I'm really glad that we're picking this up in single issue formats because it is absolutely gorgeous. And Jimenez's art is second to none on on the Bat Book. Bat Book has had a lot of great artists come and go throughout the past couple of years, but this is yeah. definitely, I think, the coolest looking stuff that I've seen. Definitely. Indeed. All right. I think we did. It. I think we're done. We did Aren't it. We writers? Wait, we're no, we're writers? doing writers. You're JK, right. JK. <laughs> Jesus. I fooled you. Hey, look, if so that's close. the only, that's so the only hiccup for the first episode, it's all right. I mean, writers, I, I have one writer. Go all for right. it. I have one yes. writer too. And it's probably the same as Joey. My writer is Tom Taylor. No, it's not the same as Joey. <laughs> <laughs> My writer is Tom Taylor because, like, you know, I feel Tom like Taylor. of of all the <laughs> books that Taylor. I've been reading, it's it's Tom Taylor all year long. Seven Secrets was the thing that I came into the year yeah. with, and I just I loved I loved every single second of it. And when it ended, I was like, "What the hell, Tom Taylor?" Um, <laughs> but then I realized, wait a minute, I'm also reading Superman: Son of Kal El, and I'm also yeah. reading Nightwing. It's just like every 100%. time I pick every week, I have a Tom Taylor book on He's my. Not playlist. wrong. He's not yeah. wrong. So for me, all the artists and writers that I've listed so far, stunning, amazing. They are all my favorites. Um, but if I save Tom Taylor just to highlight here, um, mm-hmm. because again, just the amount I'm reading of his, the amount of stories I'm reading of his that I love, the amount of stories that I'm reading of his that are kind of speaking to themes and ideas that I'm interested in. I just am having the time of my life reading Tom Taylor books. So 100%, that's why 100%. he's my favorite writer of 2022. I like it. 100%. I love it. Mm. Love it. John, why don't you go next? Mine is, it was going to be, I'm, I'm so happy to see Mark Wade back in form at DC, yes. but I got to give it to Chip Zdarsky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. From Daredevil, the reboot of Daredevil's continued through Devil's Reign and this new, this new uh, incarnation with him and Elektra. Um, Joey mentioned it earlier. Public domain was so delightful. Uh, Batman, the night yes. his miniseries re-examining how Bruce uh, became Batman uh, and then taking over the actual Batman mm-hmm. book. And this first arc just wrapped up this week and it was incredible, mm-hmm. but it might be the issue of crossover. He wrote himself into <laughs> and Chip Zdarsky cuddled Chip Zdarsky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything he touches is amazing. And I, I will read anything Chip Zdarsky writes at this point. And that's why he's my favorite writer of 2022. Nice. Um, I've got him on my list as well. I've also yeah. got uh, Stillwater and Newburn oh on there for stuff that he's contributed to this year he is on he's the new kelly thompson in terms of like workload just doing so 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 many books he's incredible um he's absolutely on my list Mm -hmm. uh speaking of which i might as well read mine do it, right do it, now. do it, do it. Uh, already mentioned Zdarsky. I also want to throw one in for uh, Rainbow Rowell doing yeah. She-Hulk. Incredible, incredible work on that book. One of my favorite of the year for sure. Uh, T. Franklin for Catwoman. Best Catwoman I've read in, in quite a while. And so excited to have that character back and in form. And she's got claws when uh, <laughs> she comes out. It's awesome. Uh, G. Will... What's that, Bob? It's Jeannie Howard, though, isn't it? Oh, I'm sorry. Is it? 
Yes. Yes. Oh, I copy and pasted the wrong thing. I'm an idiot. T. Franklin did uh, the Harley Quinn uh, Eat Band Kill Tour. Teeny Howard. I copied and pasted the wrong thing. Thank you, Bob. T. Uh, Franklin also does great work. Yes. <laughs> uh, G. Willow Wilson for yes. Poison Ivy. Uh, Zoe Thorogood, It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth. Tremendous. We've talked about it a lot. Probably talk about it a little bit more before these uh, episodes are done. And last but not least on my list is Daniel Warren Johnson for Do a Power Bomb, which I'm sure we will get in depth with uh, (laughs) later in these episodes. So, 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 so good. Um, He really came back swinging uh, this year with uh, with that book after dropping Murder Falcon and the, the Wonder Woman book. And kind of doing some work on the uh, Jurassic League and stuff like that. But Do a Power Bomb has been the book uh, for the past couple of months. It's been a fun ride. So that's me. Aaron, why don't you go next? Well, of course I will. All right. <laughs> so um, I first got to say I 100% agree with Joey, with Tom Taylor. Um, I've just yet to be disappointed, but I got a bunch of others on my list. But I'm going to crescendo into a you know, uh, a final, uh, Torn Grumbach. Cause I've said before, yes. Jane Foster, one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that happened, but one of my favorite characters in the, in the Marvel universe right now, Jerry Duggan, because he just continues to deliver in the X-Men. Um, I, I finished reading variants the other day and just thought Gail Simone is just, she continues to deliver high quality. Also Daniel Warren Johnson, but the, the, person who for some reason their books just kept giving me similar to tom taylor giving me that sort of i love this book i can't wait to turn pages whether it be once in future or axe judgment date you'll see joey or immortal x-men um karen gillen i did Sarah and i did interview karen gillen one time <laughs> i was waiting for that to come up um but no karen gillen just across the board just creates these layers in their characters and and has been able to sort of uh, add new edges to characters that have existed for so long, while at the same time keeping some, creating new characters that just continue to grow and amaze and astound. So I, I have been loving everything Karen Gillen has done this year. Awesome. Who wants to go next? I'll go. All right. Okay, so I got a second, Tom Taylor, Mark Wade, and uh, Chip Zdarsky. But I want to highlight some other people, too. Josh uh, Trujillo has just started writing the new Blue Beetle, and it is so good. I just got I'm going to keep talking about it forever and ever because it's so good. And I love that we have got an amazing queer man writing Blue Beetle. Yes, please. Um, I also have to shout out two different, one writer team and one writer, Travis Moore, who was in DC's Pride Anthology and CRC Payne and Rhett Bloom, who do Wayne Family Adventures, for writing the actual best Tim Drake stories of the year. (laughs) I didn't mean for it to be as shady as it was, but it is what it is. They are amazing, and they totally get the character, and it's beautiful. And Wayne Family Adventure in general, amazing. And then Meredith Moriarty for our Hot Pumpkin Daddy writing, Mm -hmm. aka Third Shift Society. All amazing. But my absolute best of the year, my number one, I, I am biased, but I'm also right, is Jadzia Axelrod, my girl with Galaxy the Prettiest Star, is is amazing, and she is so talented, and she is just a rising star, pun intended, in uh-huh. D.C., and I, I cannot wait to see her ascent, because one of these days, she's going to be on everybody's best list. Nice. Amazing. Very cool. Very cool. Bronwyn, you're up next. All right. Um, I mean... Everybody, everyone has mentioned so far is amazing, and I mm-hmm. totally 
totally support. So I'm just going to bring some different names. I had Meredith Moriarty on my list as well. Um, Candice Mon for Muted. Hashtag Muted. Yes, seconded. Uh, that was just an incredible story. It ended this year and it was oh, perfection. Um, Mike Burchell for Everything is Fine. Yes. Yeah, that is just incredibly creepy and entertaining at the same time. So, so good. Um, uh, Leanne Kresik. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Probably not. Uh, also known as Manji on uh, Webtoon for Let's Play. Because, like Steve said, that <laughs> season finale was banana pants like, oh, i want to talk about it but i don't want to like blow it for people it's right? so huge it was just it was bonkers it was just i did not i i did not see that coming i did not uh, so good uh but uh, above and beyond the sort of entertainment factor in let's play it was uh incredible character growth and um the, just she never takes the easy way out with some of these characters like there's in particular one character who um could very easily be the uh sort of evil ex and is not is actually quite a um quite a good character quite a, a complex character someone who has a lot of depth and it was a beautiful thing to see that character get so much attention and that in particular this year was was worth mentioning so um, but I probably have to give it to Alice Osman for Heartstopper because yes, holy crap, that is the story that keeps on giving. Yeah, it's perfection. It's so so good, um, and just the the work that she did, not just on the the webtoon, but on the Netflix show to adapt that for a different medium was spec freaking tacular so uh yeah i think that uh she gets my top writer of the of the year 100 percent. fantastic i love it do we know how much longer Heartstopper is going to be around they got renewed for two more seasons so at least three seasons but what um story wise oh, the ending, story right? no idea hmm yeah i thought she'd announced an ending earlier in the year did she i could be wrong i don't know she might have. I think I saw that in a Deadline article somewhere. No. I don't remember. I don't know. Outstanding. Um, Bob, would you like to share your list? Gotcha. Um, for me, I thought it was a magnificent year for veteran creators. And some have been mentioned already, but certainly Mark Wade, Gail Simone, John Allison, Jeff Johns, Matt Fraction, Brian K. Vaughan, Kelly Sue DeConnick all did amazing work this year. And mm -hmm. it's nice to see veterans get a shot in this day and age. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, going through the rest, uh, Rainbow Roll, certainly She-Hulk, amazing. But if I'm picking yes. one, it's G. Willow Wilson. Poison nice. Ivy is magnificent. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. That's it. All right. That's your list. Okay. I think... I think we're good. We did it, team. Lock we it in. It. Number one, baby. <laughs> First week of this three-parter is in the bag. Uh, that will. Does anybody want to say anything before we get out of here? Any no, thoughts? Nobody say anything. We don't nobody have time. Okay. <laughs> the point <laughs> is. The point is. So many things were mentioned. We hope that you heard something you want yeah. to read. Yeah. Exactly. 
Join us. Now Thank everyone you, shut Gloria. your mouths. Let's move on. The, and they'll all be in the show notes, right, Steve? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Send me your lists. I'll, uh, I'll do it. Great. All right. So that's going to do it for the first episode of our end of the year celebration. We hope you enjoyed the show and hope you join us uh, for the second part of the celebration next week. You can always send us comments or questions or lists or games through our email podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. We are also on Twitter at Talking Comics, on Hive at Talking Comics, and on Instagram at Talking Comics Podcast. Bob, where can our listeners find you? Well, I don't have to worry about this Twitter disaster. I'm still on old-fashioned email. Bob Ryer at TalkingComicBooks.com. Joey? Joey at TalkingComicBooks.com. Aaron? ADM70 on Instagram. Nice. And you're going to be sharing some behind-the-scenes photos from today? As we speak. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, John, how about you? Where could people get in touch with you? I'm still in the bunker, but by maybe by episode three, I'll have something. <laughs> <laughs> Bronwyn, how about you? Uh, I'm typically on all the things social at shiny baby B. Mm-hmm. And Chris. Okay. To make mine shorter, you can find all of my various social medias and pro- projects on uh, linktree.com slash the myth of psyche to find everything. Nice. There you go. That's awesome. That's that's way more efficient than the other way. <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening. Be excellent to each other. And until next time on the Talking Comics podcast, to be continued. And to all a good night. Good. I got to take five.